0: Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years.
1: I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the editorial and marketing director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this
0: podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes.
1: Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This
0: week, we are going to
1: answer a reader question,
0: which is, what is a niche book?
1: Well, I feel like, first of all, we have a controversial... What is a book? We no. Can you answer that first? Do you say niche or niche? Oh,
0: very controversial. Well, you we heard how I said it, so... ten
1: minutes. I
0: can't imagine you would pronounce it incorrectly, so I don't see what the controversy is.
1: I feel like we should um, try to appeal to as broad an audience as possible by oh, pronouncing so it you're in gonna all the different ways. So you're going to Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So when you're looking for your niche, you actually do not want to appeal to as broad an audience as possible. Uh, right. Excellent point, Ellie. So, yeah, your niche is like... <laughs>
0: It's how you say, I am making this for these people. Like, I am going to make a Nietzsche book about Nietzsche, the philosopher.
1: When you say it like that, it almost feels like it doesn't matter and we shouldn't even bother with this episode. (laughs) Is anything real? No. (laughs) You can just stop watching right now and go on a nice walk in the sun.
0: But, so, you know, the most common popular, or... I get, like, wrong-headed popular wisdom is that you want your book to be as, like, broad and general as utterly possible, and that is terrible advice. Let's just get that out there.
1: You're not going for the general public.
0: Well, you are going for the general public, but you cannot reach the entire general public unless your marketing budget is too big, in which case slash your marketing budget.
1: Right. Like, your goal is not to have your book in Costco. I mean, I guess even if it is like the books that sell best in Costco are pretty niche. Yeah, that's or even true. A niche. That's true. Right. They're like southern cooking with the racist chef.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or, right. Yeah, and which is truly not a book for everybody. No. And no matter how you put it.
1: Every time I walk in there, I'm like, none of these books are for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. mm-hmm.
1: But they are they are all for the people who don't see themselves as a niche and probably don't also see themselves as having an accent or having a racialized identity. Or...
0: Right. That's a great point. Yeah, I never really thought of it like that. But that is a very good point.
1: That is a niche. The niche of people who don't see themselves as a niche.
0: Right. Don't and go for that niche. So it's really
1: oversaturated. Like,
0: travel books are a niche. Mm. Like, if you're like Bombay on a dollar a day...
1: To like a, that
0: would be oh, rhymes. I didn't even plan that. That's even honestly.
1: more of a niche, the shoestring travel.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Or so, like queer yeah.
1: travel or like traveling with kids. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right. Like we have a book that's like queer tarot and then, you know, and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, right. Because it's like if tarot is too broad or general, then you have this one. Or if those books don't appeal to you because they don't encompass your identity accurately, you know, here's this one. And, you know, we get this all the time, you know, somebody pitched us a book once that was like a book about Seattle, but they didn't want to say Seattle in the title because they thought it would repel people that like, so they just framed it as a book about a city. And you're like, well, but then you're, like, losing your actual entire niche, which is your actual audience.
1: Right. Like, people in Kansas City, if they do want to buy a book about Seattle, they want to know they're buying a book about yeah. Seattle.
0: Nobody wants to accidentally buy a book about Seattle.
1: <laughs> Whereas people in Seattle, like, really want a book about Seattle.
0: Yeah. And, like, anybody that buys your book from Kansas City thinking it's a book about Kansas City is going to be really bummed and then really burned.
1: So you have to know your niche, but you also have to develop for your niche. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you—you you have me saying it your way now.
0: Finally, and um, just kidding, you can say it your way. This is a niche market.
1: You could say it your way. I mean, my way. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's a niche market, so I would have to say it my way.
1: Mm, I feel we like we would all
0: have to say it our own way. There, this is the point of the niche.
1: Maybe we should do a different episodes on crossover.
0: Mm, about non niche titles,
1: books that start out as like Christian fiction <laughs> but become mainstream or into the mainstream niche niche
0: Mm, right
1: or become like a cult classic
0: yeah i would say right and that's sort of an exception is like the self-help book that is actually a christian evangelism book but frames itself as a general self-help book like especially about grief like that is one where you don't frame it as being you don't put like you use the word, like, stars or guidance or something rather than using words like Jesus or Holy Spirit.
1: Oh, I've read several business books that have a surprise Jesus oh, at the end. yeah.
0: And I'm oh, always surprise like, Jesus, that's damn you, a
1: business book. I guess that's kind of the opposite,
0: the anti-niche, the surprise Jesus.
1: That is somebody who literally wanted, I mean, and we've had this before, like, the author that wants to write a Christian book and we're like, you can't do that because, with us because we don't market to that niche. And I think it's, like, that same
0: problem where people... It doesn't occur to people that you want to be straightforward for the same reasons. Again, if somebody buys that book, they're going to be like Ellie and be like, rather than, like, the person that is seeking that book doesn't find your book because they think you are peddling heathen literature.
1: Right. Like, I guess, I mean...
0: You're failing in being Nietzsche.
1: You want to, um... (laughs) you want to understand who your readers are and target them specifically and speak to them directly i think that's all there is to it
0: mm-hmm. right and yeah so that's kind of the real thing of it is is if you're like writing you know even like a novel about the pacific northwest you want to say it's a novel about the, the pacific northwest if it's about like a person that like chases after ravens people need to know that because people are really into reading books about ravens and you know i don't know it's like i think it's one of these things where like when you're too close to something you miss the most obvious and important aspects that need told you know because that's i swear that's like the part where the advice i give so frequently
1: i was doing some research yesterday on uh self-published um erotica because we are publishing Erotica, and we were were working on writing the, um, you know, product descriptions, and Joe was like, there's got to be a formula, and I was like, oh, there actually are some formulas, and you can tell that the ones that sell the best are the ones that open, like, literally the first four words are adjectives that describe what specific niche is catered to, and this is an area where niche cannot be defined tinily enough. Like, you know, you really want... People. I mean, sometimes you're, you're like, oh, my niche is people who want books about tarot, and you're like, well, that's kind of broad, but that's still a niche, whereas erotica, you're like, nope, I want a book with, like, two women, and they're strangling, and then they're kind to each other afterwards, like that. And
0: is... then they meet Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, totally, and then you have to, like, kind of cram that all into the very first line, because if you start being like, you know, Devorah was tired after work one day, you've already lost people.
0: Right, people are like, I only want the Bigfoot and the two women strangling each other thing, where's that?
1: Right. Exactly. So like you, I mean, and yeah, like it's like developing a cover. You have like one second to grab your audience, maybe four.
0: It's true. It's really true.
1: I guess. How do you know if your niche, niche, is uh,
0: niche enough?
1: Yeah. How do you, or how do you know it's, how do you know if it's too niche
0: Well, you'd research it And you'd find, you'd see if there was meaning in it or not, you know, and I can't really run this Nietzsche joke into the ground deep enough, but so you, you (laughs) want to, or can I? I believe in you. I don't know if there's meaning in that either way. So you, you basically want to research how it's done and how far people have gone with this, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you want to look at pub dates and like, you want to find contemporary books from the last few years. And see what they're doing. So, like, you know, I mean, and this is kind of why we learned to veer away from, like, kombucha books is because we were like, okay, this has been done every which way, at every price point. They're all pretty much identical. Right. You know, there you would have to find a niche. And the niche can't be just, like, oh, it's organic ingredients. It has to be, like, queer kombucha for the beach, you know, or totally. recipes. You know, you, you can't just... You know, but, like, on the other end of the spectrum, it's, like, there are three, maybe four books I know of where the entire concept is that it's just recipes that include cauliflower as an ingredient. And you, like, could make that more niche, but then at that point you're kind of cutting into your audience.
1: You want, like, um, I feel like the best example of a niche marketing that I've seen recently is the novel Gideon the Ninth, which was marketed as lesbian necromancers in space, (laughs) which I feel like is completely brilliant. Like, there is not a genre for that, and that's why it works, because you're Mm. like, ha, that is hilarious and awesome, and I really want to read that.
0: Remember at a certain company that we used to do business with when they told you that feminist bicycle science fiction was too much and too deep of a niche that you needed to just make it feminist science fiction?
1: I remember that.
0: Do you remember when that advice was wrong?
1: I... It was so wrong, because, like... Why
0: was that advice wrong? This is the best way to answer this question.
1: So, like, feminist science fiction is... I feel like when people hear that, they have an image in their mind of something from the 1970s or the 1990s or... 70s. Yeah, or, like, maybe a little bit self publish You know, second it's, wave. like... Second it, wave. Very yeah. second wave. Yeah, very second wave. It's, like, not enough. Like, science fiction... Need does need more feminism, but right. it's not like enough to sell it. Right. Whereas, like I mean, the bicycle thing honestly works because it like kind of counterbalances the feminist thing, where people who want feminist science fiction will buy it, even if they don't care about bikes, and people who are like mad for bicycling, which is an audience I can reach, is uh, gonna buy it, even if feminism makes them a little uncomfortable, and maybe they, like, get a little bit more comfortable with it by reading that. I've Mm -hmm. actually had some fan mail to this effect.
0: Right. And, you know, the way I think of it is, like, the bicycle audience, there isn't a lot to be said in a book-length work that hasn't already been said outside of, like, race training repair history. Whereas... Travel memoir. That's been dead for a long time. But science fiction with a theme of bicycling like really captivates because and then there's like a limitless consumption of it because they're like oh this is interesting and it's good and it's like captivates the imagination in a way that like this repair book just cannot you know
1: and it also like i feel like if you can make people like kind of go like ha when they first see it Mm -hmm. there's like a specific sound that people make (laughs) And if you hear people make that or if you find yourself making that when you come up with it, I mean, it's like why people like B movies.
0: Right. You know,
1: like um
0: That's true. I have rented many a so and so chainsaw horrors from hell.
1: And you're not it's because not because it, you like love chainsaws or hell or horrors, it's because you're like this looks hilarious. It's because it had
0: like a fourth element that I hadn't seen before.
1: And you're like, I have to know. I have to know like where they're going with this. Black
0: exploitation, chainsaw horrors from hell, you know, you're like Right. Oh. Who was able to have the, you know, gall to make this?
1: Yeah. Like, the people that are actually specifically, like, identifying with that niche might be limited, but if if you can kind of, like, cause enjoyment in the heart of the person reading your title... Or there's a broader appeal.
0: Yeah. You know? Like, it's not always the people that love that already, but it's the people that are more like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Totally. And that is how you niche a book.
1: And have fun doing it.
0: The nichiest. Niche. Thanks for joining us once again.
1: Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes.
0: And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed.
1: You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub.
0: On Twitter at microcosm.
1: On Facebook at Publishing.
0: On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub.
1: And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Have a wonderful week.